Hello and welcome to episode 91 of the FPL Hangover podcast where we raised the bar and lowered a tone all things FPL related. We are back after taking full advantage of the international break. We are rested. We didn't pod last week so we are fresh and ready for game week 9 and beyond. Uh, Quick look at everything and yep that's right FPL is on fire but I'm sure that's nothing to do with FIFA running a bunch of international fixtures at a time like this. But look, we won't dwell on it. Let's get into it. Helping me pick through the rubble is the hip to my potamus, my podcast partner in crime. Seamus, how are you getting on, my friend? We are back. It's good to be back after a week off. I feel refreshed. Vocal cords are recovered. Yeah. Good. Apart from the amount of flags <laughs> in my team, all good. Yeah. How about you? No, I'm the same. I'm. Uh, I was kind of you know eager to record this episode, which is a nice change of pace because usually it's been it's been a bit of doom and gloom uh, since this season began. Uh, neither of us having massive you know uh, massively impressive starts and yeah a nice break off. Uh, that was kind of enjoyable. Got to relax. You're shuffling, Seamus. You're shuffling. You've got a cup of tea with you tonight this evening. Apologies, yeah, I should have muted my mic. Yeah, no, I'm just pushing back my tea. I finished my tea now, so it's all water I didn't for want the rest to, of the day. I didn't want to try call you out now, but I was just looking for a segue in. I'm still, you know, settling in to the start of the podcast. But what did you get up to over the, the IB, the international break? Uh, international break, signed up for Amazon Prime, so I've been catching up on a few TV series like The Boys, which is great, and uh, just That's doing two a lot weeks of in a row now. That's two weeks you've, yeah. uh, you've you plugged know Amazon Prime. Are you sure? Oh yeah, but they as soon as I as soon as I stop mentioning them, they're gonna make me yeah. start paying for it. So, you know, if I want to keep getting <laughs> the free free prime, gotta keep yeah. mentioning it. And uh, look at listen out for next week's episode where Disney I'm- Plus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, so I'm just kind of catching up on some shows. I mean, I kind of haven't really taken advantage of this lockdown to kind of catch up on shows and movies, but I'm starting to get through my small bit now. Um, I did. I, I did the absolute opposite. I was on two weeks break from work, so I basically completed like three games uh, on the play, on, on the PlayStation Four. I was just like, oh, finish Outer Worlds, finish Wolfenstein, and, uh, and do Obra Din. And uh, yeah, I'm kind of uh, I was on a big gaming binge, but I'm back at work now, so I gotta put my you know thinking hat on. Reasonable, can't stay up till four o'clock in the morning uh, playing nonsense. So yeah, the fun's over, James. That's um, that's an area that crosses over quite a bit with FPL players is what I see online as well. And I used to be a big gamer too, but gaming and FPL, they seem to kind of go hand in hand quite a bit. You are considering, I didn't ask you this, are you considering getting a PS5 or whatever? The is this Xbox really is the called? sponsor for next week? The PlayStation 5, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I got one 5. free, I would easily shill for a PlayStation 5. But uh, no, I'm not going to get one, not for a good while. I don't even have a 4K TV, so I'm just... Uh, I'm just uh, kind of cruising through, give it a year or so, and then maybe pick one up. But look, we're getting sidetracked. How dare we talk about ourselves on our very own podcast? It, it, people are here. They're here for FPL, and uh, we've got a bunch of it in front of us, Seamus. How, before we get into Game Week 9, we'll just take a quick look at Game Week 8, because we didn't pod, as I said last week, and I would like it to be known that I, you know, I had had the best Game Week I'd had all season, and I used that moment to go, no, let's take a break. This isn't sour grapes because I didn't want 
I didn't want to ever take a break after having a bad game week because I felt like that would, you know, maybe lead to some fucking behavior issues with how I do a podcast. So I was like, no, good game week. I deserve a break. Let's reset. And Seamus, you uh, you even went as far as to congratulate me uh, after last game week, which is a rarity for you. That's because we didn't pod last week. It was This was last week. I don't think you'd be getting like, congratulations, <laughs> but I've had a week to kind of... I've kind of realized that FPL isn't the uh, be all and end all, but uh, yeah, you you smashed it, man. And uh, you got a game week rank, one of those sub anything under sub one million is great. Anything under sub one hundred k is amazing. I had a good week, I had a green arrow for the fourth week in a row, and I'm at my lowest OR of the season. I'm at two point yeah. one million now. Um, but yeah, the fact that we do a podcast doesn't it doesn't reflect well if we're both in the you know plus yeah. two million mark. So I'm glad one of us is. Uh, Kind of getting down there. I was kind of hoping you might have broken it to the top million. But hey, you're not it's quite only there game yet. week eight. This is, you know, we're getting ready for game week nine. As I mentioned at the top of the episode, it's a bit of a long winter now. There's uh, no break until game week 17, I believe. It's basically nine long weeks until the, the next kind of skip uh, in, you know, game weeks for us. So fuck it. You know, it's what you want to be going into, a bit of a bounce, hopefully continue that into into this stretch. But uh, as we also mentioned, everything's fucking up in the air right now. Like, uh, we can look at game week eight all we want, but all I see when I look back at game week eight, a week where I cut my rank in half, boom, um, is red flags or yellow flags or whatever color flags. It's just fucking caution signs everywhere, Seamus. Yeah, yeah. Mo Salah, the, the big... The big talking point this week on uh, Twitter um, went off to his brother's wedding. A couple of days later, everyone kind of going, "Hmm, look, he's being carried around by a big crowd of people at his brother's wedding." Uh, a couple of days later, yeah, confirmed to have uh, tested positive for COVID. So he's uh, that was uh, you know picture that uh, <laughs> I did not. I did not see this picture. No, I did, did not see that. No, there was like there wasn't a picture. It was a video of them like and they're on there they're dancing around on top of people's shoulders. I was like. It doesn't seem wise. You can't even blame people <laughs> for this. So, yeah, he's um, tested positive for COVID. And based on the Egyptian regulations, he won't be allowed to leave the country until uh, for I guess, the quarantine for five days. And then he's got to test negative and wait another five days or something. So by all purposes, it looks like he's yeah. going to miss this next game week. Hopefully he'll be back the week after. So, look, I probably have other fires on my team I'm going to want to deal with. I'll probably just bench him. Yeah. This is why I have such I a strong love, yeah, bench. I love how cold we've become as uh, FPL players. It's like not the fact that this man has caught a disease, but it's yeah. Um, I might just bench him. I might just give him give him a week off. I, I'll see. I'll see how I feel. If he, maybe he dies. Does catching a disease at like a wedding party really count as catching a disease? I mean, look, I kind of I'm taking it like can I. <laughs> Yes, you know, it counts going, as a disease. It's COVID, but I'm kind of going like... He's, if he's you caught chlamydia at a wedding party, you'd count it as a fucking disease. So, you know, <laughs> don't... I'd play the next game week. I'm sure you would. I'm sure you'd do a lot of things with that, you amoralist swine. But uh, getting back to my team, Seamus, because I'm going to bask in this one more time. Yeah, I pretty much... Yeah, tell the people your, your, your points and your, your OR. Your game week rank, yeah, actually, not your love asking me game things that I don't know. My game week rank was actually pretty good. No, it was. It was uh, 58k, I think, Seamus. You said that a while ago. I don't have it at hand. It was 58k. Yeah. And uh, my easily my, my rank of the year so far. So I'm going, boom, have the thing from 2.8 million down to 1.4. And uh, suddenly I'm, you know, 
I'm feeling like, okay, if I can do one... It was just one of those weeks where things go right. I'm not going to go on about it too much. I had Fernandez. I had nine out of 11 players deliver. And uh, hopefully I get a few more of those this season. But looking at your team, Seamus... Uh, not so, not so dis- not not so bad is my point. It's not. It's a bit dissimilar, but not so poor. I mean, you had a game week score of what? I just pull up your team because I thought you wanted to talk about your team a bit more. Uh, I had uh, I had sixty six points, which uh, pales in comparison to your eighty seven. Um, but like a game week rank of one point six million, so that's not too bad. Uh, so a nice green arrow, as I said, highest. Uh, uh, position this season so far moved up about 350k um captain harry kane you know a captain my high scoring player he got nine points double to 18 salah also got nine calvert got a cheeky assist and then uh, justin came off my bench for uh trossard who was out so that's one of my players who's flagged uh, along with salah uh jimenez did nothing but that worked out okay because I got the Justin points. McCarthy and Golds continuing to pick up uh, clean sheets here and there. Not getting much more than the six points. Not really making saves or anything like that. But he's doing okay. Lamptey, uh, clean sheet. And my transfer this week, like I said last week, was going to be getting rid of Trent. I was all but con- convinced I was getting rid of him. I did. I pulled the trigger in the end. Got Chilwell. Eight points. Got himself a goal. He's already done more for me in one week than Trent has done in like the last four. Something like that. So Yeah, but he's flagged. Now he's flagged. Yeah, so let's see. Press conferences are going to be massive this week, um, whatever, on Thursday and Friday. So, yeah, it's something that I'm going to have to keep an eye on. I I don't think I'm going to get get rid of Chilwell. If he doesn't play, it probably makes James more likely to to start. I made a joke earlier. I don't know if that came across or not, but I said my strong bench. I have basically two players who aren't playing at the moment. I've done for Burnley, who hasn't played after the first two games of the season. He's only like 4 million or 3.9 or whatever I paid for him. Uh, and I have Stevens, Dale Stevens, who's also at Burnley, who's got a flag as well. So he missed the last game. Yeah, so maybe I have like one person on my bench and I've got four flags. So this yeah. doesn't We've come back and the whole place is on flipping fire, Seamus. I did flipping again. You see, I'm weaning myself off yeah. of the hard cursing because I... Yeah, but you got to get ready for when you're, you know, called up to the scouts, oh, no. you know? Or onto that I, Premier League channel, the official TV maybe, show. Maybe that is it. Maybe that's what I need to do. I need to shave and... Uh, I oh, don't, don't shave. Yeah, no. we, we, we'll get on to shaving later. We'll save... We've, we, we've seen some... Cele- I'm gonna, I almost said the word celebrities. We've seen some high-profile FPL players who have shaved we have. this last week and I, or so. And uh, not the best results... Yeah, it's been it's been sixteen days now. Two two weeks, Seamus. November's in. We're seeing bald faces that haven't seen the light of day in God knows how long, and we're seeing a lot of uh, a lot of mustaches. I wish I had everything prepped to go straight in to the bit we're going to do later on, but instead we've uh, we've just given you a teaser. So stay tuned for uh, for a bit of Movember action towards the end of the episode. But if you are checking this out on YouTube, make sure to give us a like and subscribe. If you're listening to this, give us a, give us a thumbs up on whatever platform you're using. But uh, I get this in now because I think there's usually people that aren't going to listen to an hour and 20 minutes of us yammering in. And then we'll, you know, I, I want to get all that in. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Do you, can I ask, sir, uh, do you have your team up on My on team YouTube? on YouTube? or Do you have that? What? Your well, I had it, week? yeah. Yeah, for your game of Gates for. Yeah, you had it up, so they would have seen. But I just want to like 
commend you on your transfers. Yeah, even though that's not the word I would have probably used on whatever Saturday night when West Ham got a, a late winner from Suchek, who you transferred in and started. Um, and then you managed to pox on to hold on to a clean sheet from Masuaku, which uh, when I saw that penalty that Lookman took was... But look, 15 points from your two free transfers. like That's That was the big result, thing, so. yeah. I suppose I Fair didn't... Back. I kind of skipped past my team really fast because I didn't want to wallow in uh, all of the, you know, the the fake praise Boy. is what I say the pity praise but yeah no I did I made two transfers last week I got out Foden at, I basically Seamus just stuck to my wildcard plan without thinking too much about it or looking at anything I was going Foden was sitting on my team as a placeholder for Suchik while West Ham ran out the remaining two fixtures uh, two tough fixtures and uh, I you know was obviously disappointed to have Foden you know not play not start in either of those matches but he did come on with a goal in one of them so I was like okay Grant but you're still going to fucking suit it because that run of fixtures is delicious for West Ham and uh, yeah with Subwise um, I basically just used the money to upgrade my 4 million strike punt which went down in a ball of flames uh, up to Mazuaku because again fixtures just I don't mind having a cheap midfielder 4.5 tipping away there that I can throw in if I needed to I got extremely lucky with Luckman deciding to be a bit of a feckin' Egypt after uh, getting a 90 plus minute penalty and for some reason Mitrovic not taking it I don't know what that means now I don't even know what him missing it means yeah. I heard he was he was uh, he was kind of carrying a knock or he'd just been hurt just beforehand. He was still playing, but he just wasn't at it. That's what somebody said, because when I heard that and I saw he didn't take it, I was like, like I thought this guy was one of these yeah. warriors, you know, had fucking some stones. But I was like, if he's pushing out, I'll take the penalty. But apparently he's got injured, so we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Still, you don't want no, to be on full um, I did also, you, maybe you heard this or you didn't, but I think I heard that Mitrovic missed a penalty during the week with the internationals as well. That was, is that correct? Serbia. Uh, yeah, no, I think he missed. He missed in the penalty shootout. Wasn't it his penalty that was saved by? Oh, there uh, you go. So he's missed another. Maybe his fucking head is gone. Yeah. Do you know? It was a good save. I mean, there wasn't even the one in the penalty shootout. Wasn't even a bad, uh, bad penalty. It was just. I think he was the last. He was penalty taker number five, and it was just a yeah. good save. But that's enough. Uh, you know, bitching about game week eight. What have we? Fifteen minutes in. No, I think that's fair. We've done game week eight now, and it's time that. We move ahead. Now, this is, as I said, kind of like a, I wouldn't say a fresh start, but the next chapter of the 2021 season is here. As I said, no breaks until, what, New Year's fucking day break or something like that. They have the, the classic game week, uh, was it 17, uh, I think, this year? I should really know this. But when you're looking at so much shit, how are you supposed to fucking remember it? <laughs> it's just like, come on. <laughs> Uh, you're right. I'm trying to recall it, but like after the wild card has to be used before exactly. game week 16, and then I think it's game week it's, it's it's 17 or 18. I'm thinking one, they're both blanks. To, like there's uh, half the fixtures are spread out over a few games, so there's going to be um, blank fixtures. We'll get a break at the point. And the FA Cup is around, so it's like yeah. Oh, but there is no break between now and then. So we've decided what we're going to do is we're going to take a trip down memory lane, and we're going to bring back. An old school episode of Balls to the Wall. Balls to the Wall. Basically, we're going to come back. We're going to pick our hot shots, our puck fodders, and our green sheets for the next four game weeks. Then we're going to come back again. We're going to revisit them in four game weeks' time, and we're going to pick a whole new set. And there may or may not be a forfeit. This is what happens when you don't pre-plan episodes. 
but there's going to need to be something on the line. And this will see us safely through until after the new year when we can come at you with another cheap gimmick and hopefully take up a bit more of your time, your precious, precious time. But balls to the wall, Seamus. We've looked at the next four game weeks and uh, we've, we've, uh, we've picked out our candidates individually representing us that will go into battle on our behalves. How many, how many other ways can I say that? Yeah, you did mention it about forfeits. Uh, so I'm only going to enforce that rule. Well, well I think I we're going to have to clarify it before uh-huh. we see game week. If we don't have it clarified before game week nine commences, then it's just bullshit. <laughs> but I'm thinking yeah. I can see you wearing eyeshadow and uh, dress. Yeah, I mean, maybe next pod. Well, if you want to get, you can bait that out anytime up. you want, Seamus. I, I think there's. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But just decide something good for the forfeit as well. <laughs> Yeah, we. I'm not even going to try to wing it on air. But uh, yeah, looking ahead, Seamus, what have we got? What have you been looking at for your your hot shots? We've uh, been yeah, hot shots over the next four game weeks, nine to twelve. Uh, there was a few. There's a there's a good few options here over these next few weeks. There's kind of a swing in some pictures for some for some teams. Um, the player I've chosen as uh, like the must have player is a player that is just must have for me to get in that I don't have. Uh, I think a lot of people are already on him. But Jack Grealish, they've got amazing fixtures coming up. Um, he's doing bits. He's Now, he's going to probably get injured before the end of the international break, I would imagine, because I picked him. And how does that work? If he does pick up an injury, can I pick um, someone else? No. I'm going to say no right okay, now. Damn. Well, look, <clears throat> he's been brilliant in the internationals. Jack Grealish... Next game in game week nine is against at home to Brighton, Hove Albion, away to West Ham, then at home to Newcastle, and then away to Wolves. Um, yeah, so two amazing home games there. He's playing out of his skin. He's playing kind of in a left-wing position. And the improvement in Aston Villa's teams, uh, team this season has meant that players can't really double up on him. And Whereas previously, you know, he was just getting fouled left, right, and center. If they do double up on him, he just passing the ball off, lays it off to somebody else. So he's getting assists, he's getting goals, he's liking to shoot from the edge of the box. Um, all the stats are in his favour. I haven't had him so far and he needs to come into my team. When I, when I look at, I've got like Trossard and Barnes as my, you know, third and fourth kind of midfielders. Yeah, Jack Grealish has to come in. So that's why I picked him as my uh, my hot shot for the next four game weeks. I think he's got yeah, big points I wasn't in expecting such a, a stunning, um, you know, propaganda-filled paragraph on Jack Grealish Seamus but I do think he's a, he's a pretty good pick like when as soon as you said it, I was like yeah uh, he's kind of tearing shit up at the moment he looked great in some of the internationals over the, the international break as well so you know he's he's just kind of continuing his upward trajectory of uh, a 2021 season don't see how that can be chalked down as a bad pick I've gone a little bit different I've gone with a man who has a tough one well on paper, it would look a little, yeah, it would look tough in game week nine against Liverpool, but follows that up with a run against Fulham, Sheffield United, and Brighton in the following game, uh, three game weeks. That's Jamie Vardy. He's a uh, he's obviously been a bit of, uh, you know, a bit of a topic over the last couple of weeks. He just hasn't really stopped since uh, the season started. He's been tipping away the whole time, and uh, yeah, Mister Penalty Magnet himself. Uh, what's he averaging now? 
three penalties a game, four penalties a game. Um, he's got a open as a tough match against Liverpool, an absolutely ravaged backline Liverpool, and uh, he's following that up with, as I said, Fulham, Sheffield United, and Brighton. I think probably the three nicest fixtures at the moment. You could probably argue that Brighton could replace be replaced with you know West Brom, but like they're up there. All those teams are are you know prime for some Vardy attacking. So for me. And he's a player I might not have is the issue with the with the hot shots in the term in terms of you know what the pressers say, what players we end up kind of coming into this period with, uh, you know, do what as you said at the start before we started recording. You know Kane's going to play this week. He's a, he's got a you know at least you can rely on Harry Kane against Man City. Maybe he pulls out a, you know a bit of a classic performance and uh, you know can come away mm. with a nine pointer. You know, just I don't know. Like City are looking yeah. better defensively the last few games, so I think that that Harry Kane's going to get no joy in that. Uh, but that's the other thing I'm watching. I'm watching uh, All or Nothing with Spurs, so I'm kind of getting like about six months too late behind everyone else. So I'm kind of getting to see the behind the scenes things there. Um, kind of if I maybe if I'd watched that earlier, I might have been more into Spurs at the start of the season and maybe got more points, but. Can I ask you a question? Did uh, the goal he scored against Wolves, and he missed the penalty, was his first goal that he did score? Was that a penalty as well? I'm trying exactly. to recall. Jamie uh, yeah, it was a penalty. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. no. I was about Kane. I started actually uh, yeah, I was like, Jamie what Brown. the fuck are you? No, he missed a penalty and scored a penalty, I think. I can't remember, Seamus. You know what damage yeah. I've done to myself since yeah, then? Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that they have, um, they've had 10 penalties this season. I think Jamie Vardy has scored... Both goals against West Brom in game week one were penalties. Two of his goals against Man City were penalties. Uh, then he's got a goal against Wolves. That's a penalty. Um, you know, he's they've got 10. Like, even Tielemans has got, got two penalties scored this season. So Leicester are averaging penalty kick over penalty kick a game. So that's going to be a brilliant pick probably over mm. the next few when the pictures pick up. Because if they're conceding goals against or scoring penalties against Man City, you'd imagine Fulham are going to, like, give him a hat-trick of penalties or something but he hasn't looked very good on the eye test so yeah but he's a nice the reason i was making the transition from kane uh to Vardy is because you can go from one to the other quite easily i, I don't anticipate kane to you know score too many against man city or in these upcoming difficult fixtures and i think just move to Vardy could be a nice a nice way to profit but who knows uh, I, we've taught those things in the past with different kind of similar transfers and sometimes you're just better off sticking. Yeah. Um, so that's the hot shots. Moving on to our puck fathers, our long shot for, uh, you know, ye non-Gaelic speaking lads. I'll go first. Uh, I think this is, as you kind of mentioned there, people looking to come off Kane. For me right now, there's there's two options. And it kind of depends on what way you want to go. Um, but it's either a the kind of Vardy, Jamie Vardy route that we've already spoken about, or it's the Gabriel Jesus route, which we have yet to touch on. But I'm sure like everyone's looking at Man City's sudden turn in fixtures. Again, tough uh, on paper, tough enough one this week against uh, you know away to Spurs. But that's followed up with Burnley, Fulham, away to United, West Brom, Southampton, away to Newcastle. Uh, so, so just a really nice run all the way until the you know the end of Christmas basically and uh, everyone's kind of looking at what city assets to get so I'm thinking if I'm jumping off Spurs down to City do I just jump down to Gabriel Jesus who's played two games scored two goals 100% 
you know, goal per game ratio. Uh, obviously, there's big concerns with the, you know, classic Pep Roulette. When's Aguero going to be back? Uh, can Jesus maintain his fitness? But for me, he's coming in at 1%, 1% owned. And uh, yeah, I'm, 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 you know, genuinely thinking: Do I just drop Kane down to Leicester? Not this week for me, but in game week ten for a, a whole match against Burnley. Seamus, what do you make of that? Yeah, it is risky considering Aguero's close to fitness as well. Um, I'm just looking at the site here. I didn't realize. Uh, I think I'd heard he's back very soon. On the site, it says he's expected back the 21st of November, which is yeah. this coming game week. So. He could be in contention for this game. Now he's had some bad injuries and you'd think he might be eased back into it, but who really knows with Pep, as you said. So, yeah, I think Jesus could be good, but, you know, their next two, let's say, handy fixtures this week against Spurs could be a difficult one against Josie Mourinho's boss. Then home games against Burnley, who they always twat, and Fulham, who are basically dog muck. Um, You'd expect there could be like eight goals or some you know something like that in those two games so yeah i think his spurs attackers are good and i was really close to looking at uh kevin de bruyne he's another player who has to he's not a puck fighter in the next couple of games and no but for the hot shots when i was yeah. i picked Grealish over him because uh Grealish i just think is going to be amazing uh de bruyne has a much higher ceiling and is probably more likely to hit that ceiling as well but Man City just haven't been banging in a whole lot of goals this season in the Premier League so far. So I'm a bit reluctant to, to kind of go all in them. Anyway, but um, that being said, I think Jesus could be magical. magical pick. What about your pick, Seamus? What are you going <laughs> to steal from me? Well, you said there was two obvious choices that you could see. That you could see um, Jamie Vardy or from Jesus. Kane. Um, I hadn't really been looking yeah. from Kane. From Kane. Um, I hadn't really. I'm looking at the same thing. I'd rather keep Son because I think Son is probably more likely to get a goal on the counter-attack against the likes of City because that's quite often where they make and see the goal. Um, a quick break, like, uh, and, you know, he could catch them. So if I was going to keep one of them this week, and I I was planning on getting rid of both, but I may keep one because Son may become my De Bruyne transfer in game week 10. Anyway, uh, I was looking at a different player than the two you mentioned. I'm looking at Richarlison. The problem there is doubling up with Calvert-Lewin in, in the Everton attack. Their next three games, Fulham away, Leeds at home, Burnley away, Chelsea at home. Apart from the Chelsea game, those are three nice games. So, yeah, I'm thinking, um, should I kind of double up? I've seen people doubling up on Everton attack the first few game weeks of the season, getting a lot of uh, joy out of it. And they've been really poor since Richarlison has been gone. With him back, goals could flow again. So I'm kind of considering uh, Richarlison as my carry Kane replacement. Yeah, but I mean, literally, obviously... You can't do that. Is Richardson? Oh, Richardson's a forward this year. Oh, that's yeah. what you were fucking banging on about Richardson yeah. ages ago. I was like, "What are you talking about, Seamus?" I was like, "You'll have to make. You'll still have to justify Kane to who? Oh yeah, of course, stupider." Uh, Seven point eight. Oh, that would be interesting. Doubling up now. on Everton forwards. Oh, it's it's the sort of move I wouldn't normally do because that's that's put my balls. That's putting your balls there. to the that's wall. Really going all out for Everton. Yeah, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna bank on a team, I don't know if I want it to be Everton, but yeah, we know how good they can be this season. Uh, with an international break, maybe team recovers a bit more. Rodriguez could come back, and his fitness could improve again. He looked very, he still looked a bit injured when they played against United. Didn't really do too much. If he comes back and he's a bit sharper again, they could start slicing open teams. Like Fulham have a terrible defense, 
Leeds are a good team, but Leeds just come at you. So Leeds could be hit for three or four, or they could beat you three or four. So it's you know we saw the Fulham game against Leeds. You know that they could be like a four-three type game. So there there could be goals there. And uh, yeah, he's only three point eight percent owned, so Richarlison is my pop father. I can't argue with that, Seamus. Uh, before we open this out to the audience, we got one more to do. We got a Breen sheet, a Gary Breen sheet. So we're looking at teams, uh, specifically, I suppose, players under five million over the next four game weeks that you feel offer you know a pretty solid fucking shout at clean sheets. Now again, this is under five million, so it kind of rules out the. The obvious, uh, you know, premium defenders. Seamus, I went first with Gabriel Jesus. So I ask you to please tell the audience your Gary Breen sheet. Uh, my Breen sheet is James Justin for Leicester. Um, I know there's the risks and questions about Pereira and Castagna kind of coming back soon, but uh, I think he should be okay for mo- for the next few games at least. Pereira, I think comeback date is meant to be in um, December now so I think he'll get all these games so their next game against Liverpool yeah not a great one you definitely don't want to be playing a defender against Liverpool if you can avoid it but with all these injuries like their entire back line seems to be decimated maybe Andy Robertson might be able to play but like Van Dijk Gomez and Trent are all out uh, they could and uh, Henderson has picked up an injury too they could struggle to have uh, fluidity we've seen in the past when they're missing one or two players from their starting eleven, maybe even in midfield, that they don't get the service to the forwards, even like if they do like a lot of pressing. So, yeah, they, that could be, you know, that could be a, a, like a Leicester have been defending well. That could be a, a nil all or something like that. There might be a lot of goals in that game. Then you've got Fulham at home. We know Fulham aren't great at attack, although they have improved a bit. Sheffield United aren't scoring any goals this year, and Brighton and Hove Albion, for as much as they're like playing well and taking shots. They have a terrible conversion rate, um, so I think you know I can expect at least two clean sheets in those uh, in those four games. And James Justin, depending on where he's playing, because he has played centre back a few times, um, if he's playing left left full back or left wing back when they're playing that kind of back three slash mm. wing backs, uh, he could be getting forward. He could get attacking returns. He would have had an assist had Jamie Vardy put away his penalty against Wolves, the second one. He hadn't missed that, so he is. He is uh, lively, so I like him. That's a great shout. No, no, I'm the same. And we both have him. Actually, looking at the our six picks across all three categories, there, he's the only player that we, uh, you know, we have in our teams is James Justin. And we, you know, since the start of the season, he's been exactly what you wanted for a 4.5 Leicester defender. So I'm not going to argue with you, Seamus. So I'm going to go with a team. A team with a H. No, a team with. Or that we had basically kind of jumped on at the start of the season two with the likes of Mitchell. Now, he's obviously scrubbed out at the moment, and it's actually kind of tough getting a pri- a fair price on a Palace defender right now uh, when you look at the injuries that they've kind of gone through at the back. So I've been forced to kind of use the 5 million limit to the max, and I've gone with Gaeta. I think Crystal Palace have a really nice run of fixtures in the next four. It's Burnley away, Newcastle and West Brom away. <coughs> I think all three of those teams are struggling to score now. That four run, you know, that four match run is topped off with a home match against Spurs. But you know, I think in those three, um, if I had the likes of a, you know, a fucking like I think honorable mention to Van Anholt because he's legitimately the player I wanted there. But five point four, he's still kind of above the mm. the general. 
uh, you know, kind of uh, defender price point. He's still in that like mildly premium uh, <laughs> defender. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of like, do I want to put five point four on him where I could go a small bit more and get Chilwell or have some like Reese yeah. James or someone like that? There's there's players out there, but I mean, he's yeah, he's tempting. I'm not sure about your your guy to pick. Go for or, it. If I'm honest, because they've had one clean sheet out of eight games. Uh, he's on 21 points. There is 13 keepers with more uh, points in FPL than him this season, which, you know, considers only 20 teams. Is, you know. But then again, if we thought they've underperformed and the fixtures are now in their favor, like Burnley don't score a lot, Newcastle don't really score a lot, and yeah. West Brom are probably the worst team in the league, you know, you could easily have three clean sheets there. And we saw it. He did it in spells last year. I think in two separate occasions, he went in kind of runs where he gets, when he does keep a clean sheet, like in game week one this year, he gets like ten points. He gets double digit holes. So, um, yeah, he's a good he's a good keeper, and they will keep clean sheets. So, yeah, this could be, yeah, he could have been underperforming. He could be kind of uh, coming back up. He might be thirteenth position any longer. He could be back up in the top five or six. You seem to have again. convinced yourself in that little spiel there. <laughs> yeah, I'm just giving you some credit that you've done. You've got there's a basis behind it, but I'm I'm not I'm not. Convinced no, I get it. So I get far. it. I think it's basically me looking for a, a reason to talk about Palace because there were someone that you know I'm looking at going, yeah, their fixtures aren't fucking bad, man. From here uh, until you know game week twelve at, at the very the next three at the very least, I'm like, oh, but yeah, again, you know, do you really want to be relying on a, a Hodgson Crystal Palace that we've seen? We know what they're capable of, uh, but clean sheet wise, I think Gaida it's is time to shine. But I think we can put the balls to the wall section to bed for another three to four episodes we'll come back and we will review it and uh we'll see you then we'll unearth that times capsule and we'll see if your your harsh harsh criticism of Vincent Gaeta was justified and that will bring us on to the next segment of this week's episode you guys are familiar with it we're going to open it out to all y'all it's the drunk tank This week's Drunk Tank Shame is first question. I haven't seen this lad in a while, but he's back and he's got Humdinger. Thinking of selling this is his conk at conk FPL. At conk underscore FPL. Thinking of selling Son for ZH and banking the cash I made in him. What you reckon? I find Son very streaky as a player in terms of returns and I've had other issues that I should probably sort out. So... I think there actually might have been a visual representation. But in general, Seamus, Zun for Ziyech and banking the cash. What are you thinking? Uh, general rule, Zun to Ziyech, good move. Banking the cash, does that mean he's not going to spend the money he's made off of the price difference there to upgrade elsewhere? He's just going to sit on it for some reason? That's what he means? Or does he actually mean just take the profit I think he, and run? Yeah, I think he basically elsewhere. wants a bit of Ziyech action. I think it's, it's as simple as that. Yeah, I mean, Ziyech is a great pick. Um, you know, I think he's going to do really well over the next few weeks, over Christmas and things like that as well. He's going to pick up the points. He's going to show everyone what he's worth. He's already showed how good he is in the last couple of games. I think he's got back-to-back double-digit hauls. So I like that move. Uh, don't just sit on the cash. Like, don't leave it in your bank. Uh, use it elsewhere. He's shown his team there, and he's kind of shown that his transfers this week would be bringing in Grealish and Ziyech, and I can't really argue with those. However, he's got problems in his defense. Like He's got Alexander-Arnold... Mm-hmm. Um, who's going to be out for a few weeks. Although he's only on a yellow yeah. flag for some reason. I assume he's going to be out for a few more weeks. He's got Sice who isn't playing. 
um, and Robertson who's flagged. So I would wait, and personally, I would wait until the team news came out. And if it's confirmed that Alexander Arnold's out for like three, another two or three weeks, if it's confirmed, and he's got Sterling as well who's flagged. Uh, so if, if these players, if Robertson's back, then I go, yeah, maybe yeah. hold on to Robertson. That could be good, but like he might only have two defenders. Yeah, this week. So I would I would focus at least one of my. I'm with you. There. I think uh, I threw up his team so the people watching this can also see it. Um, but as you mentioned, he, he has got double Liverpool defense, which is what drew my eye immediately. It was like, okay, double Liverpool defenders, both flagged. Um, I think Zun to Siesh, while I can't really fault the move itself when you look at the fixtures of Chelsea and, and Spurs like literally their fixtures are turning to muck I get it but yeah I wouldn't be looking to make a bit of cash you talk about banking cash from Son I'd be looking to make a bit of cash from either Robertson or Alexander-Arnold I don't think you need to get rid of the two of them but I'd be going yeah. Trent down to a 4.5 maybe as we mentioned a West Ham uh, or you know who's your brain sheet Justin I know he's a bit more expensive but I'd be dropping him sh- like getting myself a cool Three mil from one of those Liverpool defenders, and I'd be turning Basuma into Ziyech, and I'd be coming at it then with a son Basuma, or who is now um, fucking Ziyech. Yeah, that that would be the way I'd be looking at it. I wouldn't, um, because as as we mentioned, and I guess like Kank is probably looking Mm. at this, you know, in just uh, FPL you know, players' returns. But to me, I'm just looking at the whole stage being on fire right now, and son might have COVID. <laughs> so, like, that's also a thing. So, if he's yellow flagged, then maybe this all goes out the window. But as it stands, he doesn't and will maybe play. So, I'd be looking at the likes of, uh, yeah, those other yellow flags and worrying about that. Yeah. The thing about Son is it's not a knock. If he's going to miss out, it's, it's going to be because of COVID. And if he doesn't have it, he's fine. So, he will definitely play. Mourinho will play him, even if he's traveling around the world. Like, I saw... The all or nothing documentary, and it was literally because I know I know they were in an injury crisis, but it was literally a case of we need son to play. If son is not injured, he plays. And like when he hurt himself a few weeks back against Newcastle, came off at half time, uh, when there was a chance he could play the following game, he did play. And I think that was the game he got like four goals. So yeah, that was uh, yeah. yeah. I I would keep son. I I like what you're talking about. I don't know if the mats are possible for that conk, but if you could sell Trent to somebody like as you said Justin. And use whatever money to cope assume at him or Barnes or something like that. that might I don't be know what he has in the bank, but I know that you're going to make a, a healthy profit off of dropping one of those Liverpool premiums down. But yeah, I hope that does a bit of that does a bit of make a bit of sense to you, Kunk. Uh, next question is from Nuclear Atoms at Atoms Nuclear. Uh, man who similar to what we were speaking about in the balls to wall section he asks us who would you rather have after game week 9 Vardy or KDB so what he's looking at is Man City and like Man City attack or defence from which side I'll get more yeah which side is he going to get more points does he go you know upgrading and just getting a bit of Cancelo points or does he you know kind of go with KDB instead of Vardy so that's the way I'm kind of reading that one yeah, Leicester are a bit of an anomaly this year. It's hard to kind of predict where Vardy's going to get his points from. Like, you saw him get the hat-trick against Man City. I think a lot of people would have sold him that week as well. Um, so he can get these hat-tricks against any team. Uh, it's hard. Like, he's not creating much from open play. There, he He's not really getting a whole lot of chances. He's 
doing okay, I guess, in some games, but other games he's completely anonymous. KDB, I would rather have. Um, I'd see a nice run of games. I think they've been underperforming. I think they'll go on a spell where they will perform for a while. Uh, maybe it's not a long spell, but I think every like there's going to be a four or five nil in there in the next couple. Whether it's um, what did we Burnley say? Uh, like Burnley or Fulham or something like that. One of those will be like uh, you would think it's like somebody's going to get their pants pulled down. So you would think De Bruyne's going to be involved in it. So I kind of would prefer KDB. I think you get more points, but you can't. So really are tell. you like if, Vardy, if you have to choose between yeah. KDB or Vardy, you're going with who? Yeah, I'm the same. Uh, I think the Vardy pick is like it's definitely as we mentioned already, someone we're looking at, and a possible like cash wise possible you can have both. But if I had to pick one, it's KDB. Yeah, he's like, and I, yeah, and I think that's the thing with me is probably the reason I may not go with Vardy in these next few, even though the fixtures look nice. Is that if I do get him, I'm rooting out getting KDB. Uh, if I do the moves I want to. So I think I'd probably go down to someone like Richardson or maybe cheaper just because I think they've got good fixtures too. And yeah, I, I, I'm trying to get my money out of attack. Like Jimenez is in my team as well. He's going to be gone soon too. The only reason he's not is that he's guaranteed to play. You know, he takes penalties and I've got yeah, other fires I've got to I mean, deal going with. back to Kong's question about Sun down to Ziyech, like it's he has Sterling already, so I can understand. But for me, and I think for the mid, like, cause for the majority of Sun <laughs> owners that don't have a City player, they're looking at at KDB. Like, how do I get to KDB? Do you know that's it seems to be the general kind of you know train of thought. But uh, I hope that sorts up now for you, Nuclear. Uh, next question: FPL at FPL Rogue. Um, I don't get this one. I, I wish I didn't sandbag this uh, live on air, but um, I, I didn't have time to look into it. Was Oh, yes, I get it now. Was Mo Salah copying his brother with the dance moves or vice versa? So this is the video that you explained. Uh, this is the video I was telling you about pre-pod, yeah. <laughs> he was, uh, before he was uh, diagnosed with COVID, he was at his brother's wedding. You know, he sit around and yeah, beat the shoulders yeah, yeah. and dancing, so... Basically, he's asking who's got the better Fair moves enough. and who's I'll let you answer this one. I genuinely just found out. I, Go for it. I have a theory on this. I think Mo Salah is obviously the most successful person in his family. You know, he's a millionaire. He's worldwide famous. Plays, you know, for Liverpool. He's won Champions League. You know, I still think that younger brother is the more popular one in his family from his parents' point of view. I think he's the golden child. And Mo is like, everything that Mo has achieved has been because he's been driven on by how much his parents prefer okay. his younger brother. He's only after getting married. And I think it's like, you know, like the younger brother's the guy who's got the dance moves. You know, he may not be, you know, I think, you know, he probably hurt his ankle or something when he's younger. That's why he's not a professional footballer. But like, I think that's what spurs him on. So I think, uh, I think Mo was copying, copying uh, his brother. Okay, his I'm going to, Rogue, you heard it there. Seamus has actually thought about this because as I said, I didn't have a clue what the fuck was going on. There's nothing to base this on. I just, as an older brother, you know, I think there's 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 uh, kind of jealousy there. As think, an older you know, brother, like you understand the perspective of a younger brother. Is that it? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, no. I'm yeah. I'm the prodigal son in my in my family. You see, so I know there that can lead to prodigal son syndrome. You know, with the, uh, the enough, black sheep enough. of the family. Uh, well, I hope that answers your question, Rogue. Um, <laughs> I'd love to know what that means for uh, you know for us with FPL and Salah. I think like let's not forget Mane had. Covid, uh, do you know, like a couple of weeks ago, do you know, he was he was diagnosed positive for Covid. So, 
he didn't miss a, a whole lot of game time. And that's a weird way of looking at things, but that's no, what but it came it, to mind. It will affect everyone yeah. differently, yeah. though. Um, can't remember which Irish player. There's a player there playing for Dundalk or something like that, or Bose, who's like got it, and he's like not being. He's ba- he was talking about on. Uh, second captains how much it actually uh, or off the ball I can't remember which how much it like literally knocked him for six for weeks like it, you know he came out back afterwards but he was you know couldn't get energy couldn't play well so you, you never know so that could be your way to get into De Bruyne you know if you uh, if you are trying to figure out how to get De Bruyne in and Mo Salah is looking off the pace and lethargic and just not fully yeah, 100% no, after this no, so it. I get it but he could be asymptomatic. He just could be just asymptomatic. Yeah. Before we move on, though, I will, I will point out a funny joke I saw in relation to. And I don't know if you saw this, Seamus. This is me, just telling you. I saw someone go, uh, basically, you know, Mo Salah's been uh, diagnosed with COVID nineteen, and underneath it, someone said, if he had been, if I had captained him, he'd had COVID thirty eight, and I just thought. That's my. That's it. That's one. That's you can. Ha- everyone listen. You can have that one. Bring it in a bit better than I did. But uh, yeah, that's that's my joke of the year. Yeah, I did see that, and oh, I, I can't. Uh, I yeah, can't call who we need to give credit to there for that. It made me laugh a lot. I, I was like, going, going, Do you know what? You've actually, yeah. you know, this is going to make it into the next episode, whether I want it to or not. It's going to be in my <laughs> head. So yeah, Mister COVID thirty eight himself. He's. Uh, He's uh, He maybe was copying the moves. Next question. This is from another regular writer-inner, as they used to say. That was the old term, the technical term. Uh, DD at DD1978A. He got in just before we started recording. He asks, wildcarding this week. Oh, this is not too dissimilar from the other one. Taking a Ziyech over J-Rod, who's not been the same since injury. Ziyech finally getting going, and his Eredivisie record was brilliant. What you guys think? That's the first part. We'll get to the next part after it. But yeah, he's talking to Ziyech as well. I mean, you've already creamed your pants about him. Uh, and I think you're completely right, Seamus. I think uh, like he's just... Yeah, I'd, I'd go I'd go Ziyech. Especially if you've got DCL. Yeah. I mean, like I think a lot of people are you know rocking a Calvert-Loon right now. So for mm-hmm. me, I wouldn't be doubling up if I can get a bit of Chelsea action in there. It's just so similarly priced. So yeah, I'm giving you a thumbs up there. Uh, as well as the uh, DD. Next part of your quest... Go on. I I also think that uh, J Rod uh, has. I thought I, we agreed. We're we are, but I read out the question. I was anyway. the same. I was like last week. I said J Rod. I was like, "There's already a J Rod in the league," but uh, ZD has written in J Rod. Yeah, so I read yeah. it out loud. But yeah, it's. I can't believe there's yeah. two J Rods. What the fuck is that about? Well, Rodriguez is a very uh, common yeah in name. the British Premier League. Is it? Yeah, exactly. You Not know? The Premier League. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I uh, I'm not 100 uh, percent sure that you know the returns he was getting at the start of the season are sustainable. Anyway, I think he'll get a lot more assists. Like he was getting goals when they were like smashing teams. I don't think they'll continue to smash teams. I think they'll get goals, but I think he'll be more in the assist territory. I think he was overperforming. So I think Ziyech though will get start adding more goals to his game as well as getting a lot more. I just Chelsea's just going to score more. It's bottom line. So yeah, get the ish if they're yeah. Kind well, of close the, to the next price. part of that question. Um, before we get to that, just a little addendum to what you mentioned about Rodriguez continuing his run of form. There is a lot to be said about Everton missing Richarlison, and I think Ancelotti's never won a game where Richarlison hasn't started or something like that. I'm hearing that bandied, bandied about a place. So yeah, maybe with too. Richarlison back, 
Rodriguez becomes uh you know gets that little bit of fucking spark back in his uh his game. So that's one to to monitor over. But in general, I'm which is ish over J Rod for me. But yeah, that second part of the DD question. Um, if you were to win a competition to go on a session with any female movie star, who do you choose? And she pays for it. So, uh, yeah, Seamus, you had a couple of theories in this. Um, a couple. You were really into this question before we hit record. Yeah, I was trying to gauge how inappropriate yeah. we should be on this. But uh, then I read, 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 read it again, and it was like about going on a session. I thought it was like going on a date. And I was like, hmm, who could, uh, who could I trick into having <laughs> sex with me? <laughs> uh, going on a, on a session with, so you're talking so about you don't have to trick a trick him at session, all. I assume. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone who's going to hold their liquor. Uh, yeah. No, I would say. Is that a day rape joke? <laughs> Do I have to cut I this? Say, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a joke. It's a joke. Uh, I would say Elizabeth Banks, because uh, if you ever watch Modern Family, and I know that's a character on the show, and it's not Elizabeth Banks, but I find her hilarious on that show, um, and she's like basically an alcoholic and uh i was like yeah she does seem the sort of uh, person who would be great cracking a night out and she's funny as hell so you laughing her ass off as well so yeah. i would pick uh, elizabeth banks which is kind of a weird one I, she's not really hollywood what are you talking about she's not hollywood a-lister megastar yes she is she's directing fucking shit all around the stage at the moment she's everywhere you're just you're just fucking clueless mm-hmm. and we'll get to this later on no, I wouldn't say, like, I don't think she's an A-lister because, like, an A-lister anchors a movie. And, and, okay, directing is different, but I just don't think she's, like, you know... Fair uh, enough. I'm not saying movie. she's... Yeah, you yeah, know, I get it. Like, I get Tom it. I'm not saying she's an A-lister. I'm just, I'm just like, let's give her a bit of credit. And I agree with you. She does seem like she'd be a bit of crack. Um, yeah, when you mentioned Elizabeth Banks, I immediately thought of that character in Modern Family. And I went, yeah, so long as, you know, I wasn't doing something to that she was resentful of, and in which case... You know, that could turn into a nasty session, you know, where there's tears and, and crying, which you don't want. So you need to make sure whoever you're you're bringing on that date or whoever's bringing you on that date is of sound mind because you don't want tears at the end of a session. And with that, I've picked the soundest of minds, Miley Cyrus. I think that's the one I would be most likely to go on a session with. I feel like she could go buck ape. I don't know what she's into, but I've seen her swinging around and giant balls of stone and uh yeah our steel i don't know what that's meant of breaking through stone but uh yeah i'm with my i'm going miley cyrus i think that could be an entertaining night out uh oh that's gonna be eventful fucking weird yeah i see i see you in bar that's fine <laughs> you know i'm like okay well if like there's a story to tell your grandkids do you remember hannah montana yeah I, oh this is gonna overflow that's two now in a row that's two i've overflowed luckily i have a I have a spillage blanket here, uh, so it's not the world. It's called the carpet, but you know it'll work out. It's it's not my first radio. Oh it's not my first radio. But there you go, Didi. Uh, we've got an Elizabeth Elizabeth Banks and Miley Cyrus uh, night out planned. That's not two people I would have uh, imagined we'd pick when I first read that question. But I suppose when we broke it down session by session, she's paying, so they need to have a bit of money. Um, you know, yeah, fair enough. The next question we have in is from renegades they are i think they've um they've dubbed themselves the would you call would, would you call, I call him a good friend, friend of the oh, show look at that a little little bit of renegades love there i would call him a good friend of the show they're call him a great friend of the show i wouldn't call him 
a rival podcast. I prefer the idea of a sister podcast personally, because a rival podcast did have to be in our league, and it's like, oh come on, guys, you can't, <laughs> oh you can't expect that. No, I would say, I would say sure, a sister podcast. I am throwing shade. I'm I'm setting the stage because apparently after long, long nights of negotiation with Renegades, there is going to be somewhat of an invasion next week in the Hangover Studios. They are going to be here live. Uh, it'll definitely be Drew and Kirk's, I assume, is going to be there. But he's the renegade himself. And so we don't know what he could do. He could turn up outside your house, James, in the middle of recording. Yeah, I imagine him turning up on a on a motorcycle, leather jacket, you know, long hair blowing in the wind yeah. out of his bandana, and uh, just kind of like, "Hey, man, we got a social distance. You're just yeah, meant to do this." What are you doing from there? You know? I'm calling but the guards. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm ratting you out. Yeah. It's like I play by my own rules. I captain yeah, Phil he plays by his own rules. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually that's I don't know if I made this clear, but yeah, Renegade is going to be here in the Hangover Studios next week. We're going to be doing a gruesome foursome. Uh, it doesn't rhyme, but it you know it it makes sense. And uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a bit of crack to see what it's like to have someone else you know bandying about the place. We haven't had anyone since Keen. Um, so he lets the place in an awful state. Uh, we'll see what the Renegades lads can do. But the thing I'm most excited about is finding out, possibly finding out, again, I don't know what the technological um, advancements in Kildare has been, if they have video cameras, if they exist up there, I'm not sure. But I'm looking forward to seeing what Kirk's looks like, because you mentioned the, the classic bandana motorbike um you know, fucking stereotype, not stereotype, but you get me. The picture that has been illustrated by Renegades, or at least their fans, have said this is what he looks like. And I'm riveted to see how this turns out. I have... Yeah. Then again, I thought Ken Early probably looked like that. And then I was a bit disappointed when I saw You Ken thought Ken Early looked, looked like, like a lad in a bandana and drove a motorbike. I think he sounded hmm. like that maybe he drove his motorbike to trinity college but uh, like for me kirks has got blue hair that basically is a kind of a crow's nest red glasses yellow complexion and uh if i get anything less than that i'm gonna be so there's a kirk crusty decline from the simpsons come on Jesus, uh, okay. oh, this is. I get it. I'm looking forward to getting the Renegades guy in here because I don't know how much longer I can deal with this <laughs> nonsense. Did that? Did, did Drew have a question? He, oh, he did actually. Yeah, <laughs> I was just checking. Uh, <laughs> if FBL didn't exist, what else might you pair be podding about? So again, not an FBL question. So you, um, yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna keep yeah. going. Well, you're um, you have your whole uh. Movie podcast you're looking to start up soon, aren't you? Yeah, no, this is this whole FPL thing was kind of like a dry run for a film podcast that uh, I was hoping to get going, and that should be out preferably this side of Christmas. I'll probably be plugging it a lot more between you know, uh, whenever I know exactly when it's out, but uh, hopefully this side of Christmas, if not shortly after. Um, the film Hangover is the current beta title as you can see what i've done there i've taken fpl out and i put film in and uh yeah so that's that's where that's what i would be doing but i wouldn't be doing it with you the question is what you pair because you've seamus this is what i alluded to earlier on have 
maintained your waistline and let your film knowledge drop to shit. I've done the absolute opposite. And yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> like, nah, I couldn't do a movie. Like I'd be saying, Seamus, Elizabeth Banks directs films now. And you'd be saying, a woman directs films? Where am I going with this? Yeah. So it's like uh, female they pilots. Exist. They don't really no, exist, do they? Female pilots, get out of here. What is this? <laughs> the future. Uh, <laughs> where robots, female robots run things. But <laughs> No, you're right. I don't know if I'd be allowed on your... your, uh, your... I, why are you saying film? Film sounds. I always say movie. I would say a movie podcast, uh, a movie hangover. But it's film, is it okay? I don't know if I'd be allowed on your film hangover because film uh, begins like with there, F. My, like uh, yeah, okay, I get it. Uh, I guess yeah. Well, my movie knowledge is uh, yeah has deteriorated. I'm not keeping up to date with the latest movies as uh, as much as I used to. So, you know, you are definitely a movie buff, mm. so. Yeah, maybe I could come on for the uh, the blockbusters. That would be the plan. Or something I'd like be that. getting you in that there. Get you'd, be the, you'd be you 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 know plenty of films, but you know as long as they they aren't in the last ten years, I think we're golden. Um, I can give the voice exactly. of Joe regular. The voice of Joe regular. But let me get back to the question: What would we be podding about? So, if you and me were to do a podcast that wasn't FPL, what would it be? I got the answer for you, Seamus. You don't need to think about it. Probably. I probably <laughs> okay. I probably no, let me one. hear yours because okay. mine's going to top it. I'll tell you. I was going to say probably uh, oh, a metal podcast talking about, uh, you know, like rock bands, metal bands, favorite albums. Yeah, I mean, that's like that. the classic white bread answer, Seamus. Of course we could do a heavy metal podcast. Look at us. You know, you're in hell. You're physically in hell. But... Uh, like yeah. I think there's people that know a shit ton more about metal than I do, so I'm like, oh okay, uh, maybe I take a step back. Yeah. But you know what they don't know more about, Seamus? You know what they don't know more about than either yourself or myself? Sandwiches. What? A sandwich podcast, twenty minute episode, new sandwich every episode. I literally don't know how to respond to that. I'm. You've do you like guards. You do like eating. I, I exactly. I yes, like eating. I do. Yes, do you know what I love eating? Sandwiches. Episode one would have to be a tater no, sandwich. Tater sandwich has episode. to be a special episode. That's saved for some anniversary. But episode one is a toasted sandwich, ham, cheese, and onion. I can already see his phone. Uh, well, there we go. That's the conflict in the episode that keeps people engaged. Because I'd have a full onion. All right. So would we? I think we should. I think we start recording this podcast with you. immediately with after you. we finish. Uh, it. You're married, so you've got a toasted sandwich maker ready already. She's she's waiting. Yeah, <laughs> we're just keeping this misogyny going. I'm getting shakes of disapproval <laughs> from. Down. Yeah, we're getting shakes Double of disapproval here, from really, herself indoors across the room. It's just like just keep going, just keep fucking going. Just see how 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 much we can lower the tone. But yeah, there you go, Renegade, uh, Drew, Rene- at Renegade's FPL. There you go. If we were to do a podcast, whether Seamus agreed or not, it would be about sandwiches. Um, I think that's easily the podcast I actually am excited about right now. Fuck the films. Uh, next question, and it's not really a question, but it is a, a I don't know what you'd say. It's There's not really a question a, in this. Is there a question? Oh, yes, there it is. is. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's I just I was trying to kind of segue into the whole nicety of it. But it's from FPL's Fairy. 
uh, at FPL Fairy. He asks us to rank the top moles in the FPL community at the halfway point. Now, he's not talking about Mosala. He's talking about mustaches, which are the flavor of the season. It's Movember. And, uh, yeah, as I said, not really an FPL question, but more of a an opportunity to plug a fantastic cause um, in regards to, you know, something that seems to be sweeping the FPL nation right now. It's everyone's growing mustaches. I mean, it's not a big shock. There's a giant, uh, you know, male demographic in Move- in the in FPL. So, you know, why wouldn't we see a big uptake in November? But it's a great cause. And Steve's going to draw on our attention to it there. He asks us to rank the top moles in the FPL community because there's so many fucking people out there just, you know, doing doing their bit and dedicating their few bob to this. There's people, FPL King at Fantasy King, FPL as, um, I think that's it, or FFS, whatever it's called. Uh, FF, you, at FFS Go, yeah. FFS Go, yeah, as uh, fucking everyone knows who I'm talking about. But they're everywhere. I mean, you just have to type in the word Movember, uh, you know, into into the website and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. But it's a big, uh, big massive charity and the lads are doing their bit to raise it. I have the link on the screen there, but for anyone not watching, if you want to just type Movember into into fpl twitter or into you know google and just go straight to the source there is literally a a bunch of them worth uh following and you know at the end of the day it doesn't matter who or how many you give a few bob to it all goes to you know the same fucking charity but he does ask us to rank the top mo's and it's a bit tough obviously because you know I don't want to be criticizing anybody or anything well, for you know yeah. me, Seamus. I'm not one to criticize. I thought we would be like excited about criticizing, you know, not celebrities. Well, you <laughs> but, see, uh, if we were if we were physically doing November and we had giant mustaches, then we'll just talk down, talk down, talk down. But these are people actually doing something, and me and you are taking a step beside. Yeah, and... they're 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 raising money for uh, prostate cancer, isn't that it? That's the whole point of November to uh, encourage men to check their prostate because it it's growing. Someone... Matt, Seamus, how what how old are you? You're outdated, Seamus. This goes up beyond the balls now. This is about oh. mental health. It's basically a giant men's uh, charity, which you know there's not, there's not obviously not a whole lot of them, and uh, this is the biggest one. But have you chosen your favorites out of uh, the ones? I think I, if you, to, in order to do this, I went on to FPL Fairy, which is Steve's uh, Twitter page. Yeah. And he has linked in and tagged uh, a few people who are doing this. So there's himself, FPL Fairy. There's also Az, who's at FFS Scout underscore Az, who you'll hear on the uh, Scoutcast and his Black Box uh, podcast. There's also Andy, uh, who's uh, at, at Let's Talk FPL. He's doing it. And there's FPL King. Uh, which, as you said, was that's at fantasy at the fantasy king too. Have you looked at them? Have yes, you, I have. I've looked at them. Have you made your judgments? I just feel like I couldn't pick one, but if I had to, I would give it to us. I feel like he has lost the most with this November. Literally, he just looks lost without a beard, like so lost. And uh, you know. Fair play to him. He's suffering for the cause, and if there's anything yeah. I like about people doing charity work, it's suffering. So you know, yeah, uh, I might have to. I might have to shoot the guy uh, a few bucks. Uh, I I've already donated to Fairy there a few weeks ago. You don't, you don't need to um, brag, but yeah, I think uh, as has uh, as deserves something for that there. I think the winner though with the buzz, the best mustache from what I've seen so far has got to be uh, a Fiat King. He's he's definitely rocking the the best mustache. I don't even think it doesn't suit him. I think it actually kind of suits him quite well. No, it is. So, uh, 
he's got to be he's got to be the main winner out of this. But uh, yeah, Steve is uh, Steve isn't do bad either himself. So let's see how they turn out at the moment. As loses because his picture hasn't been updated in about a week. So yeah. get a great pass. Um, doesn't it looks the least impressive so far? I get you, and I I echo your sentiments with King. Uh, but yeah, there you go, guys. That's the end of the drunk tank. Um, hopefully, some good comes out out of that for a change. Uh, the next bit, Seamus. I think this is pretty much it. I think we're pretty much done. Uh, it's about time you kind of discuss the the grisly details with everyone. And let them know where they can follow, you know, our adventures. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now that this uh, international break is almost over, and people are starting to come back onto Twitter. That's where you can engage with us the most. You'll find us at FPL Hangover. Uh, I myself, I'm at FPL Drunk. So you can DM us there if you want to ask any questions. Look out for the calls for questions each week as well, of course. Uh, we also are available by email as well if you want to email us, which is uh, FPLHangover at gmail.com. Uh, I must update that Facebook page, which hasn't been updated, I think, since the very, very start of the season. Does anyone use Facebook? suppose we should probably do it anyway. I'll, I'll get on that. I'll do that immediately after the show. But we're on Facebook if you want to find us on there too. Uh, anything else I'm leaving out there? No. Oh, YouTube, of course. Yes. Yeah, we're on YouTube now. If you're watching this, you already know that. But if you're listening, get onto YouTube, like, rate. If you're listening to this on YouTube or watching this on YouTube and you like it, hit the like button. Please do. Subscribe if you can so you'll get the new updates when the new pod comes out every week. And yeah, I don't know. Tell your grandparents about us. Yeah. Get them listening. I want to hear what some grandparents' opinions are. Uh, have we gone too far? Have we crossed the line? What can we improve on? <laughs> The demographic, you know, the, the the statistics that you get, the analytics say we don't have enough listeners over the age of 60. So, you know, yeah. get your grandparents to say. You do. Yeah, we need to spread that out. But, yeah, Seamus, you hit the nail on the head there, guys. Um, yeah, no, exactly. Do what, what the man has told you. But most importantly, enjoy Game Week 9. We'll be back next week, and we'll be back with a whole bunch of troublesome guests. So make sure to tune in, and God bless. <laughs>